And today on another episode of The Noise Report, I'm the music god, CJ Plain. You know what we do here. Uh, we talk about music and other random shit. Uh, it is live from the house of fuckery um, over on the left are two gentlemen. You won't hear them, but you're, well, you won't see them, but you're going to hear them. Uh, their names are Mark and Jake. They are from the band Leather Duchess. And we're going to talk all about their band and a lot more. So, gentlemen, hello. And uh, start by introducing yourselves and uh, a brief rundown on uh, who Leather Duchess is. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm, uh, I'm Mark. I'm the guitar player. I'm Jake, the drummer. <laughs> hello, everybody. Cool. And uh, you, can do the run- you can do the rundown, Mark. I don't know this band. <laughs> no, um, yeah, just uh, well, a quick little thing. I guess we got together in 2014, uh, and have been trying to learn how to play instruments ever since. Uh, just kind of playing around, you know, just playing around. Yeah, them. yeah, literally trying to learn because I, uh, <laughs> I, I wasn't a drummer until I found these guys and they needed a drummer, and I was like, uh, I think I could learn how to play. So I'm actually Sex still kind of new at it. <laughs> that's basically what the Sex Pistols did is, you know, started a band yeah. and then learned how to play and oh, yeah. uh, at least some oh, of yeah. them learned how to play. Sid never did learn how to play, so <laughs> <laughs> Sid was yeah, so yeah, bad at playing we're bass. We're still working on it. Yeah. Uh, I'd say just, Sid was uh, so bad at playing bass. Uh oh, yeah. Steve used to come in after the sessions and re record everything. So. Oh, nice! Yeah, <laughs> a lot, a lot of bands did that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you guys have a first record out, and you are currently in the middle of working on your second one, or at least yes, yeah. hashing out the second one. Um, how is that coming along? And uh, you know, what's the? It's uh, it's going together. It's coming together pretty well, I think. Uh, at least musically, we're maybe about halfway done with it um uh, at least with the writing we, we haven't started recording yet but uh we're still we have some ideas we're working on and putting some stuff together and then uh tyler our singer he's working on some lyrics which we haven't worked with too much yet in the rehearsal studio um yeah i know i think he has most of the lyrics down but he's working on melodies and stuff so um it's coming together though we, we've had a few yeah. pretty productive sessions the past few times we got together and nice. we've been trying uh, our bass player right now lives in vegas so we've been trying to do like more weekend sessions as opposed to just uh like a day or whatever and it, it's actually helped out a lot for sure right. i was gonna say you guys are in like different states aren't you as far as like part bass of the band player, is in cali and part is in vegas yeah, yeah we, we started that way mark and yeah. tyler's from oklahoma Oh yeah, we're all over the place. Uh, yeah. We're we're nice. nice. Ma- majority of the time, because uh, we've had a few, a little cycle of members we've had, uh, aside from me, Mark and Tyler, and uh, most of the time they're not from here. <laughs> so that's part of the struggle. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's not the worst. I mean, there's bands going now that you know Frontier are putting bands together with people yeah. from like seven different countries. You know, and it's oh like, yeah, it's like the how the hell does that even work? Like. <laughs> <laughs> little little super groups <laughs> yeah, yeah it's just it's crazy because you know you think you have people from seven different countries like how the hell do you even get together and practice i mean are you just doing it over skype or what i mean it, 
I can't imagine the continuity would be there at all because oh, you know, oh yeah, you, no, yeah, you can't. It, I, I would imagine they have a hard time getting their chemistry together as a band right. when you when you do one little you know record or whatever. That's what I'm saying because I mean I know I've played in bands in the past and growing up and you know I mean if you can't be in the same room and interact and whatnot, it just oh yeah. Yeah, we're uh, we're pretty lucky that our, our bass player he's uh when he does you know like Jake was saying we'll we'll spend entire weekends together you know get the time when you can and uh, luckily uh, with Colton our bass player he's he's got a very good ear for you know melodies and so he'll come in and help us like a lot like you know so it makes that one weekend we get with him very uh, worthwhile you know yeah nice, nice. yeah he's uh. He's in another band right now also, and he does, I think he pretty much does all the melodies and lyrics, right? Yeah. And uh, it's it's a little different than our first album, because a lot of it's more, you know, kind of guttural, angry singing. Not really angry, but, you know, like, <laughs> right. aggressive, I guess is a better word. And uh, for this one, there's still going to be some of that, but we're trying to add a lot more melodies and cool, uh, I guess, more catchy choruses and stuff like that, so... Uh, it'll be interesting to see because like I said we haven't really done too much with the melodies for the vocals yet so it'll be interesting to see where that takes the songs we have so far nice talk about some of your influences because obviously for those of you that haven't heard the first record I mean it's pretty obvious Dangerous Toys is a <laughs> is a big influence but I mean other than that other than I guess the in your face obvious um, I know you guys are like a lot of different things so yeah it's well it's been really awesome lately um a lot of people have been recognizing the dangerous toys influence because they're not as well known as some of the other bands right that obviously obviously we could be compared to so most of the time people just jump to like guns and roses (laughs) which we do kind of have the sound i guess but they're i wouldn't really say they're an influence and at least i mean i do like them but they're not really an influence in this band necessarily yeah but Dangerous Toys for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. And then for me, my biggest influence, uh, especially for drums, is Tommy Lee. And I've listened. I've been a huge Motley Crue fan since I was like five years old, and they've been my favorite band just my whole life, basically. Yeah, nice. yeah, um, yeah. I think we all kind of have different uh, styles we like, but yeah, still like each other's as well like for, right you know jake's got the big 80s stuff he likes and you can hear it in his playing and yeah and and you know joe perry's my uh you know number one uh, nice. aerosmith and all that stuff and then you got tyler uh big dangerous toy seat yeah i don't know if it's coming across mixing but you know it at least the influence yeah i think it, it kind of makes a cool combination because because i feel like my drumming's a little more like simple but heavy and it kind of makes a cool mix with uh mark's joe perry influence because it's really like bluesy riffs yeah but we make them sound a little bit heavier yeah yeah i mean it's it's pretty cool singing wise obviously vocals you hear the dangerous toys you hear that texas influence uh pariah is another band from that era Uh that i hear in there but of course you know those guys kind of were right there with dangerous toys um Mm -hmm. So I get that, but as far as the rhythm section, it definitely has that Aerosmith-ish swagger to it. It has that, I guess, the groove. It maybe is what I want to say. Um, It's got that, you know, it's got that swagger that Aerosmith had 
uh, going on in the earlier songs, Walk the Dog and uh, oh, yeah. stuff like that, you know, that it, it had that big sort of bombastic, um, it was party music, you know, it was meant yeah. to be fun, it wasn't meant to, it wasn't oh, meant yeah. to be taken seriously, I guess, um, which is fine, you know, because that's what made a lot of the bands of that era great. Um, is just you could put it on and have a good time, and yeah, you know, yeah. That, at least for me, that's what I like to go for. Like, yeah, I mean, I, do, I it is cool to have uh, catchy songs and you know, good melodies, which, like I said, we're go, kind of going for in the second album. But for me, it's just it's not about making like musical masterpieces necessarily right. and things you could analyze and pick apart. I just like to have songs that you could drink a beer to, or you could just have fun or party to, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And or, or like, look, I'll take, I'll take a hundred mistakes with a thousand percent emotion over yeah. zero mistakes, and it being just completely robotic any day. Oh yeah, I like, agree. Yeah. You know, like yeah. you can listen to somebody like Melmstein, and it's just to me, it's robotic. It's just. Okay, yeah, yeah, you can play 500 miles an hour. You can play yeah, every riff. Yeah. So what? But if you listen to yeah. somebody like Stevie Ray Vaughan or Gary Moore, maybe it wasn't mm-hmm. technically as proficient all the time, but yeah. they left everything in their music. You know, yeah, you, you can got, feel you can feel the emotion when you listen to it. Yeah, you know, and I will take that every day over something that's just robotic. My biggest bitch with Metallica is. They're just to me. They're robotic. There's, you know, they just kind of stand in place on the stage and just, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. you know, and the it's the like, come on, dude, move. You know, like yeah. you have a whole stage, move, <laughs> walk around, do something. You know. Yeah, yeah. Me, me and Mark were just talking about that the other day because we were watching. Uh, you know, we always watch like different live videos yeah. on YouTube and stuff, and we saw one of their more recent ones where they have this huge mile wide stage, and they're all just like standing in the middle and they don't move at all. Yeah, and the yeah. stage is empty. Yeah, it's empty. There's no like stage props or nothing to fill the stage. It's just empty nothingness. Like right. there's like Burning nothing behind them. It's just like why even play a stage that big? Well, that's oh, that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's just it, it completely defeats the purpose of that music. I mean, um, yeah. you know, there's so many great bands that I guess were overlooked that were so good at that aspect. Um, mm-hmm. I seen Junkyard multiple times oh, yeah. in that era. Oh, yeah. In Junkyard, they were fucking Probably. animals live, man. Yeah. Like, they were just nuts. Um, <laughs> Shark yeah. Island was another band I got to see during that time period. And, you know, I mean, a lot of people don't like to admit, but, you know, if it wasn't for Richard, Axel would have never had his whole stick of... <laughs> You know, every move Axel every di- ever did, he stole from Richard Black from Shark Island. Oh, someone, yeah, I remember someone recently. Yeah, like, like the side to side sway and uh, microphone yeah. drag, everything. That was all Richard years before Axel even got to LA. And then he met Richard and seen Richard and is like, <laughs> hey, he started doing it. And then Shark Island got pushed aside, Guns N' Roses Ooh. became famous, and everybody <laughs> was like, oh, look at all those cool moves that Axel has. <laughs> all right cool yeah. you know but you know give, yeah. give the guy that was doing that five six yeah. years before you some credit of of that you know in 
I don't know. Good thing we don't steal anything. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah, that's that's something that always kind of bothered me. Like, there's there's bands like Greta Van Fleet that you know it's kind of a thing right now. You know, that everyone, you know, you hear the Zeppelin influence and they just deny it to their core. Like for us, fine if they, yeah, it's fine if you do, but because like for us, we completely embrace it. Like we know what we're ripping off of, and if someone recognizes it, we're actually kind of excited. Yeah, we're more excited about like, oh, I'm glad you caught that. Especially like the Dangerous Toys one, we're like, whoa, you know Dangerous Toys? Like, all right, cool. Funny story with Greta Van Fleet. Um, I actually went to high school with her father. Oh, nice. (laughs) Um, their father is actually a graduate of Berkeley Institute of Music. I bet. And (laughs) (laughs) those kids were brought up playing music. Believe it or not, when they say Zeppelin isn't really a big influence, it actually isn't. They were actually brought up on more blues music and triumph than they were Zeppelin. They just happened to sound like Zeppelin. Which is weird. A lot of people say, oh, well, they won't admit their Zeppelin influence. They're really not fans of Zeppelin. Doug wasn't a fan of Zeppelin. In high school, he was a monster guitar player. He hated playing any Led Zeppelin or anything like that, but he (laughs) loved Triumph. He loved blues music. So he would always play this really weird music, and when we had parties... He would get up and play, and nobody knew what the fuck he was playing because it was all this weird <laughs> blues music and shit that nobody really listened to. He wouldn't play ACDC. He wouldn't play yeah. the the shit that was popular. So, uh-huh. you know, I will give them a little bit of leeway. I'm not a huge uh-huh. fan of Greta Van Fleet, personally. Uh-huh. His voice kind of grates on my nerves. Um, yeah. But... Robert Plant does that as well, in a way. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a huge Robert Plant fan. I love Zeppelin overall as a band. Yeah. Um, but I just don't like Robert's voice overall. Um, oh, okay. But, you know, I do kind of have to defend them a little bit, only because I've known them for many, many years, even before they started as an actual band. So. Oh, wow. Um, um, and they are really, really great kids. Uh, their dad is oh, really, really amazing, so... Um, you know, I, I give them a lot of credit for coming from a super small town because the town they come from, um, is really a very, very small country town and it's known more for being this sort of German tourist town than anything else. Um, Frankenmuth is actually known as Little Bavaria. Um, and it's this whole town that's built around being a German tourist town with, Oh, he's drinking my red stripe. <laughs> mm-hmm. ah. <laughs> yeah, we got some for our, for our show last week. Oh, Friday. There you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, so, um, moving on. The breakout TV thing. Let's talk about that a little bit, because right. I want to know how that's going, and uh, if you guys got <laughs> new content on there, and uh, tell us some more about that. Um, it's... It's process. Going, yeah, it's going a little slow right now, but right. it's kind of expected because so the the whole idea of it is kind of we didn't want to have anything connected with like YouTube and Facebook videos and all that, and you know mm-hmm. like their terms of service and ads and all these like restrictions they have and stuff like that. Right. So we wanted to stay away from all that and kind of make our own kind of platform. Our own platform. yeah our, our own platform to try to 
promote like smaller not really well-known bands or just like upcoming bands and stuff like that mm-hmm. and also try to i guess rebuild or not really rebuild but kind of just have our own like rock community come together and so that that's the idea right now it's only our cold one show that used to be on facebook and we moved it there um we're still in the process of trying to find people interested in having their shows on there and uh we have started on the monday one yeah yeah we have a we have a new show we've only done two so far uh because the schedule's been a little crazy but uh, we have a new show that's called off the stage and that one we actually actually interview other bands and uh just like either people we know or just people we find on youtube or something like that and uh, but that one there's only two episodes we've only we've done a jet black romance which is our bass player's other band and electric hound which is uh, another band we're really good friends with but um aside from that it's it's going pretty slow (laughs) but (laughs) but we're talking we me and mark talk a lot about we have a lot of ideas what we want to do with it and uh kind of some things we want to try to do to expand and promote it better but um we're just gonna stick with it though and hope for the best the kind of the idea basically yeah like that and uh, you know you get blabbermouth and all that kind of stuff so you get out those as outlets for music but at the same time it's it's pretty full of bands that they're already famous like right. you, you know how to you know how to find those bands you know like i i know i can go there if i want to see who sebastian box fighting with or rinse neal's fighting with <laughs> yeah. and all this stuff but they're fine you know motley Crue's doing just fine but you know right. the band we played with last weekend at the local whatever they're not doing fine you know so right. it's like build a little community and i don't know yeah happens, and, and also like one of the, the big things we want to try to promote when uh we haven't really started planning it yet but we want to have an annual breakout music festival yeah which is basically um like smaller bands like mark mentioned that we might play with somewhere at a small place that mm-hmm. aren't, don't really have that push but there's so many bands like that that are super talented that i think if they got in front of the right people could maybe make it further mm-hmm. and um so we wanted to try to have like a festival with all these bands that we find or bands that we like or and also have cohesive shows is another thing too and um we're planning to try to make it where we could pay all these bands and make it actually like worth their while and not like because you know a lot of the we're out from la or based out of la and a lot of the shows out there it's most a lot of it's pay to play or you get screwed one way or another and then even then like at the whiskey for example they could have a cool headliner that you're opening for but the whole night is just a mess of bands it's like not cohesive at all it'll be like right. a rap artist opening and then like a someone with backing tracks just singing karaoke and then <laughs> yeah. it's just, it makes no sense and it kind of i think discourages people to come at the beginning and stay the whole time so everyone just shows up right before the headliner because they're like oh i know everything else is going to suck so yeah it's you know music is Music always has been, as far as concerts and promoting, it's there's really a fine art to it. Um, I've worked multiple promotion sides of things, and you know there are those people who do it very, very well, and those who are just utterly clueless and won't listen to reason. Right. And it ends up like what you just said, where they just want to put this giant clusterfuck of music yeah. together for lack of a better word um, yeah. 
and it isn't cohesive and people just get lost in it um yeah you know i had a friend here about 10 years ago he wanted to do a country and metal festival and i told him okay cool and he laid the ideas out and i was like great do metal on saturday and country on sunday oh no it's got to be the same day and i'm like dude nobody's gonna come to a concert (laughs) and listen to a freaking a metalcore band and then turn around and listen to a country band and that's what he was doing and after about two bands people were literally just leaving and he's freaking out because he's got like 20 grand invested into this thing. Oh, oh my god <laughs> and people are leaving by the dozens and he's like people are leaving why are they leaving because you got fucking <laughs> you got like fucking ashes of soma playing and then you got like alan jackson jr playing bro like <laughs> people don't know what the fuck to think i told you don't do that exactly yeah well you've never promoted a major festival Dude, I've been playing in bands for 35 years. I've been doing this for 35 plus years. I know music. This is why I'm the music god. My fucking (laughs) knowledge is multiple shit. I don't have the name just for shits and giggles. He ended up losing almost 40 grand. Oh my god. Between having to pay for the beer, the bands, the stages. (laughs) You know, and then of all things... He bounced a check to Budweiser. Oh, no. I know that's not good. Yeah, bounced a $10,000 check to to Budweiser. Ended up catching a federal um, federal charge oh, yeah. because, ABC you know, it was no. basically wire fraud because, you know, it was... And, I, you know, and then he was all upset. And I was like, dude, why would you write Budweiser a $10,000 bad check? Oh, yeah. You know, and he's like, well, I didn't think they would really catch it. And I was like, you didn't think the biggest beer company in the country would catch a $10,000 paycheck? Like, seriously, bro? Like, like uh, you're, you're a special kind of stupid, aren't you? Like, uh, you know, um, but. That sounds like a nightmare. Maybe yeah. we should cancel this whole thing, Mark. Yeah. It's not to discourage you guys. It's just really <laughs> go into it knowing what you want. In, yeah. In, well, you know, yeah. if people give you advice that have the background in it, oh, yeah. listen to it, but just make sure it's good advice and, you know, don't do stupid shit like having David Allen Co. open up for Slayer, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 So. yeah, I mean, honestly, we're... We have no idea what the hell we're doing, but uh, we we do have the an idea in our head like what we want to accomplish. But um, it, it literally happened almost overnight. It was right. Like I, I kind of had an idea of something like it, but it wasn't necessarily music related. I was just thinking I wanted to put some type of website together with the community and just have different content creators making stuff. And it, I was thinking anything like I was in the process of thinking. Do I want to do music? Maybe I could just do like video creators because I have experience with like post production and, and video editing and stuff like that. Nice. Or do I want to do like some type of gaming thing? <clears throat> and then, like, as I was kind of just planning it out by myself, just like taking notes down and stuff, about a week later, Mark hit me up <laughs> and he's like, Hey, I have this idea to make this website. What do you think? And kind of laid out pretty much what we have right now and like kind of the same thing I was thinking. 
And I pretty much told him, I was like, I was kind of thinking the exact same thing. If you really want to do it, let's just do it and uh, see what happens. And about two weeks after we had our initial conversation about it, we launched the website and now we're here. So it's it's been really quick, which is also why I'm not too uh, put back that it's moving really slowly because we didn't have a lot of planning with like promoting it. And we did do a little bit of promotion and like we did a like a boosted Facebook post and like just basic stuff like that but we didn't like really plan a whole advertising campaign or anything so and this is the first time we've done an interview of, like yeah we haven't about talked it. about about it really, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> except yeah. to like just our friends and family but yeah. so I'm not surprised that it's moving very slowly but uh it's moving very slowly <laughs> I mean the site <laughs> and, looks, and we're learning as we go I, the site looks good I I enjoy it um you know, I wish you great luck, and if you ever need any help, then um, I'm more than willing to. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, I, I look forward to more content on there. I think it's I. I personally, I think it's a great idea. I think it's cool. uh, a very big or it, it's a niche that needs to be filled by people that, um, you know, obviously. It's almost the old punk credo of do it yourself. You know, somebody's got to do it. You got to start somewhere. So even if you start small, even if you take your time and you build it up from there, you know, at least you're doing something and you're having fun doing it. Um, Yeah. At the end of the day, I've learned in 35 years of doing this, um, you know it's time to quit when you're not having fun. Yeah. You know, so if you get to the point where it becomes more work than fun, then it's time to pull the ripcord, you know? Um, Right. But like I said, I I enjoy the look of the site. I think it's a great idea. Cool. uh, Thank you. I I look forward to seeing what else you guys do, and um, I'll start throwing other bands at you guys and... Oh. Hey, oh yeah, that would be a great help. Anyone can, that would be interested, um, either just an interview, we could have them on our interview yeah. show, or if, or if they want to actually like be a part of the website, that would be great. Yeah, too. I mean, there's I work with so many bands that I, I I know Void Vader is one. My very good friend Eric Kluber. Um, yeah, I remember you mentioned them. Yeah, I think I sent him a message and I didn't hear. Or maybe I sent. I got to recheck. I don't yeah, know. I sent so many messages to bands. <laughs> Kluber's on the go so much that he'll take weeks to reply sometimes, but. Um, super good, very fun guys. A kind of COC oriented a little bit in their sound, but um, you know, the LA based, very good guys. So, yeah. um, but overall, it's all about having fun. That's what music should be, mm-hmm. and that's uh, that's yeah. what I love about your guys' music is it has that fun factor. It has that big wow style. That <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> made so many bands great. Um, Tell people where do they find you guys? Where do they find the Breakout TV thing? Where do they find uh, Leather Duchess as a band? Where do they find you guys uh, as far as social media? Um, any merchandise, uh, shirts, CDs, anything like that? You probably know better than me, Mark. <laughs> well, uh, well, the Breakout music, we're like, like we said, we're still building up. Uh, I mean, we do have social medias for it. Um, but honestly, the best way for that is just go check the website out. You know, it's it's it, you know breakoutmusic.tv. 
nothing nothing too fancy and then of course for the band uh, we do have our website but uh, our instagram is probably the best best spot to find us uh just leather duchess you know it'll it'll pop right up and and then we connected from there anyone can find our individual ones and, uh merch yeah you just again either the website or the instagram those are our two spots we'll be at <laughs> nice um last thing we're gonna do we're gonna run these guys through a few of these uh i have this little thing i created oh, it is boy. called the music gods random questions of stupidity <laughs> and uh it is a big deck of questions Anytime um, you say something stupid, take a shot. Let's go. <laughs> it, kind of, it kind of started like that. If sitting around drinking and somebody will say something random. And um, somebody will say something random and I'll be like, you know, that's a random question of stupidity. And it goes on a card. So, oh, is um, this something you made yourself? Yeah. Yeah, these oh, are nice. actually... I am in the I process. I thought it was like some, some cards you bought. That's cool. I'm actually <laughs> in the process. Uh, I'm in negotiations with the company. These are going to be printed into oh, actual decks oh, that awesome. you can buy. Okay, I will buy that, no doubt. And, uh, yeah, we, we love we love these uh, these card drinking games. These, oh, yeah. um, here, let me change my glasses so I can actually see what the hell is going on. I'm like Fred Sanford. <laughs> I have like nine pair of glasses over here for different things depending on what I'm doing. Um. They're divided into different decks. You have your random deck, music deck, books, movies. Uh, there's one called Pick One where you have to choose between the two. Um, there's a winner take all. Um, who wins in a fight? We'll start with that one. So, gentlemen, who wins in a fight between Urkel and Screech? I'm going to go with Urkel. <laughs> I <laughs> sure. I don't know. I'm gonna follow Mark because he knows about fighting more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Um, brownies, edge pieces or center piece? Center for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I, I, that one. I'm I'm okay if if someone slightly undercooks brownies and it's kind of like yeah. inside. <laughs> oh yeah, and and you definitely get that in the middle. <laughs> nice. Um, Karate Kid or Back to the Future? Back to the Future. Back to the Future. Hundred <laughs> percent. Nice. I mean, I, I do like Karate Kid, so I get maybe ninety-eight percent. One hundred. I'm one hundred percent. Hopefully, you guys know both of these movies. Porkies or Fast Times at Ridgemont High? <laughs> fast Times. <laughs> I'm going to go Fast Times. Nice. I swear I'm not following you, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've seen I've seen Porkies, and uh, it was it was good, but it it yeah. didn't hit me the same as yeah, Fast Times. I, I just rewatched the series last week because I was making these questions and or I was updating these questions, and uh, my friend came up with that one, and I was like, man, you know, it's been. 20 years since I've seen Porky, so I had to go back and watch it just to kind of fresh my memory. Um, so now I have to go back and rewatch Fast Times at Ridgemont High because um, I haven't seen that in 20 years either. So it's a good um, one. Let's do some music ones. Um, 
If you could co-write a song with any musician, dead or alive, who would it be? Mine would probably be Prince. Nice. I think. I think um, he's a or what he was a phenomenal songwriter. But just to see what crazy stuff I could come up with, I would say Desmond Child. <laughs> All right, I was not expecting <laughs> nice. that at all. Why I, I, not? I, I love I the just, Prince. Actually. I I'm, I'm a huge, <laughs> huge Prince disciple. Um, to me, Prince was probably one of the two greatest musicians of all time. I mean, here's, here's a, a a fun fact about me and Mark is uh, well, Mark never really listened to Prince before this happened, but uh, my mom was a huge like diehard Prince fan. Yeah. And uh, so after he died, she, she was going to turn 50 like a couple years later. And she was asking me if I could play some songs. So we took his concert from Syracuse, his Purple Rain concert, mm -hmm. and kind of just recreated it. And we wrenched out like a theater for her 50th birthday party. But <laughs> Mark was playing drums. <laughs> I, I sang and played guitar. And we had like a whole little band. And uh, it it didn't sound great, but we did it, and it was it was fun. <laughs> but uh, I I hate watching it back. <laughs> yeah. Prince was, you know, Prince was so unique in what he could do, um, mm -hmm. and I think the only other musician remotely close to me was Freddie Mercury, in the aspect of Freddie and Prince both did exactly what they wanted to do regardless of what conventional wisdom said regardless of what record label said yeah regardless of what was probably right or wrong um they really just lived by this code of doing whatever they wanted whether it was rock whether it was soul whether it was opera whether it was you yeah know, and they were good when they did mm -hmm. it. Um, yeah he got he got offered a uh, Prince got offered a record deal when he was 16 yeah and he turned it down because they wouldn't let him produce his own album yeah and he's like I'll just do it myself yeah and then after they heard what he was doing I, I think it was a couple of years later I don't remember if he released the first one on his own or, or if they ended up redoing it with him but uh, a couple of years later I, I think it was WB that picked him up right or one of their Probably. their companies and uh, he, I, I think it was so. 19 when they when they signed him and from day one he's produced all his own albums he records yeah. all the instruments and owned all his own music yeah that's rare i, I know mean, he was the only guy that could literally go from rock to soul to oh, yeah. jazz in the same record i mean yeah <laughs> listen to purple rain listen to the the gold ex, uh the gold experience record you know where he went from endorphin machine which was just a straight out badass rock song yeah. to diamonds and pearls which was a jazz song yeah. you know i mean who the hell did that i mean uh, yeah and even even at a lot of his live shows he'll take one of his yeah. soul songs and just play it a completely different genre yeah. but it still sounds yeah. great exactly. like he'll play a, a soul song and make it super jazzed up or make it super like hip-hop or whatever yeah you know, definitely so. found the appreciation for Prince after that, uh, yeah. learning all those songs. Yeah, I, you know, I I learned the Prince during the Purple Rain thing because it was on Top Forty, and 
as mm-hmm. a teenager, you listened to Rick Dees or uh, Casey Kasem, and it was on the top 40 constantly. Um, yeah. And you get an appreciation, but it was in college. I got to see him live during the, um, oh, I can't even think of what tour it was. It was like two tours after Purple Rain, and we went to Detroit and seen him, and it was the most insane thing I'd ever seen in my life. He played for three hours, covered every inch of that stage, played every instrument on the stage, plus some that they had to bring onto the stage for him to play, Uh and just never missed a beat. And, you know, as a kid who grew up on a 400-acre farm listening to classic country and trucker music, (laughs) I'd never seen anybody with the ability to do what he did that night. And yeah, you you get a whole new appreciation for <laughs> what can be done musically if you open yeah. your mind and set your will to it. So definitely, yeah. Um, so we're gonna wrap this up because unfortunately Zoom has us on a forty minute time limit, and I hate that. But um, we will have you guys back again very soon. Um, we can do much longer, and I can run you through more of these random questions of stupidity. Um, oh, I'd love to. <laughs> but the last question I have for you, I ask this one of everybody. Uh, this is a coup d'etat question, and uh, this is a shit starter question. Uh, it is a question. <laughs> Would you rather every movie you watch in the future, the lead actor role is replaced with Gilbert Godfrey, or every song you hear in the future is now performed by Cardi B. Um, I'm going to go with the movie one. I I, I think so, too. <laughs> There's no way I could go the other route. It, it's hard for me because, like I said, with the like how I do post-production and stuff, I'm kind of heavily involved in both. But I think I, think I have to go with the movie one, too. Yeah. I, you can't ruin, you can't ruin those those, those beautiful masterpieces yeah. of music that Prince and Motley Crue has put together. Yeah, you know, I I like it in the context. I think it would be such a shit show that it would be hilarious to see Gilbert Godfrey performing <laughs> as the drill instructor in Full Metal Jacket, or as <laughs> Martin Riggs in Lethal Weapon, or. Um, oh. Anyways, we're going to wrap this up. Oh. This is the Noise oh. Report. I'm the music guy, TJ playing. I'm going to let these guys get uh, back to what they're doing. And <laughs> we're going to find out what the hell the wife wants because I'm sure she's probably at the store wanting to know if I want Doritos or some dumb shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, peace, be well, treat each other with kindness. And if you go outside and interact with people, don't be a cunt. <laughs> <laughs>